It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. And uh, as I mentioned going into the break, uh, sad news over the weekend as uh, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs uh, passed away uh, on Saturday uh, after a, uh, a series of uh, illnesses there. He was only 72, uh, fought cancer there at the end, and uh, was really one of the great uh, minds of, of our time. Uh, just an extraordinary individual and a great uh, world religious leader. And was someone who who really understood what it took to talk across your differences, to come together around principles that unite uh, so many of the things that we're so desperate for here in our country and around the world. Uh, I was privileged uh, not too long ago to have uh, an opportunity to uh, interview Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. And uh, it's amazing just looking back at the messages he shared with us on that day uh, are ones that are really important for us uh, today more than ever. And so as part uh, in tribute to uh, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, again, he was the chief rabbi uh, for Great Britain and a great writer, an incredible orator. Uh, but we uh, started our conversation, and I think one of the best ways to remember someone is to remember them in their own words uh, so that it's very clear what mattered to them and what their life really meant and where they found meaning. And we talked first about uh, morality not being an option, but essential uh, when it comes to freedom and preserving liberty and creating opportunity for all. Morality isn't an option. It's an essential. A free society is a moral achievement. Over the past 50 years in the West, this truth has been forgotten, ignored, or denied. That is why today, liberal democracy is at risk. Societal freedom cannot be sustained by market economics and liberal democratic politics alone. It needs a third element, morality, a concern for the welfare of others, an active commitment to justice and compassion, a willingness to ask not just what is good for me, but what is good for all of us together. It's about us, not me, about we, not I. If we focus on the I and lose the we, if we act on self-interest without a commitment to the common good, if we focus on self-esteem and lose our care for others, we will lose much else. Uh, couldn't be uh, more powerful today that if we if we lose that sense of we, uh, we are in danger of losing a great deal more. And I loved his perspective on that. Uh, when he and I spoke, uh, he shared an example of uh, what it means to uh, to really get across, to disagree better, not less, to understand people more, and, and to create space uh, for common ground. He shared uh, th this wonderful example of his friend, 
uh, and befriending someone who was an atheist and a very interesting conversation that they started uh, that actually turned into a friendship. Well, first and foremost, we have to take the people who disagree with us and respect them. People whose views are completely different and even opposed to mine have also thought things through. And I want to be able to say to them, you know what, we may completely differ on almost everything, but you're a human being and I respect that. And I hope you respect the fact that I'm a human being. I'm a religious leader. Amos Oz was one of the greatest novelists in the world, and he was a huge, huge atheist. And we um, took it as a task just to get to know Amos Oz and befriend them, despite the fact that they rejected almost everything that I hold sacred. How does that engagement keep the most beautiful friendships in my life? when I went for the first time to Amos Oz. And people said to me, you know, what are you going to do, convert him? Um, and I said, no, I'm going to do something much better than that. I'm going to listen to him. So, you know, I think all the divisions that currently exist in society have gone far, far too far. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it'll be easy to reverse any of them. It won't be. But there is none of them that cannot be reversed because all it really needs is openness, respect, and a willingness to honor people with views not like your own. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, paying tribute today uh, after the passing of Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, uh, former chief uh, rabbi to Great Britain. And, uh, you know, he was uh, part of a, a great uh, event here in Utah uh, with the Wheatley Institution and uh, just shared such great uh, and wonderful, powerful insight. And I, I loved this example that we just listened to, uh, talking to uh, an atheist. Uh, and, and I love that he said, you know, this was a person who rejected everything that I hold sacred. Now think about that. To, to go into a room with someone who rejects everything that you hold sacred and not go in, as he said, to convert them, uh, but to listen to them, to learn from them, uh, to become a friend to them. Uh, that is a lesson for the ages, and it is a lesson we need today uh, more than ever before. Uh, I want to share one more uh, portion of my interview with Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. Uh, again, he passed away over the weekend at the age of 72. Uh, such an extraordinary voice, uh, such a great moral thinker for our time. Uh, I encourage you to to check out his pieces. But I, uh, I want to share this uh, fun little Uh, back and forth we had as it related to choices in our world and how we are getting a maximum of choice but a minimum of meaning in society. Well, you know, it's a curious thing. There's something called the paradox of choice. So, for instance, if a supermarket has five different jars of marmalade, do you have marmalade in the States? (laughs) We have more jam. (laughs) Jams and jellies. Jam, jam. Okay. (laughs) You've got five different in pots of jam, then people love it. They choose the jar that they like, and um, everyone's happy. 
However, what happens, of course, is supermarkets put on a display of 200 <laughs> different kinds of jam. Yes. And when you have 200 different kinds of jam, nobody knows what to choose whatsoever. They stand there, not able to make their mind up. They get thoroughly depressed. <laughs> and unfortunately, we have always assumed the more choice, the better. Actually, it's not true. Mm. It's not the more choice, the better. It's the more meaning, the better. Uh, such great lessons uh, from Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, uh, he passed away uh, over the weekend after a bout with cancer uh, at the age of 72. Uh, he was just an admired figure, both in the Jewish and the non-Jewish world. Uh, his ability to have conversations uh, like we just pointed out uh, with people that he did not agree with at all uh, in ways that were elevating. Uh, is such a great example uh, for us. If you haven't uh, read uh, his latest book, uh, Morality, uh, it is a uh, it is definitely one that you should put on your reading list, uh, or even better, uh, go listen to it as an audible. Uh, just listening to his voice uh, is is good for the soul, and uh, he was truly a, a great thinker. We we pay honor to to him, to his life and legacy, and and recognize as always that we honor best those who have gone before with by living our lives with excellence today. And we send our condolences to his wife, Elaine, to their children, Joshua, Dinah, and uh, Gila. Uh, and uh, he also had three brothers. Uh, but again, just a, a great world religious leader, uh, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, uh, passing away over the weekend. All right, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, how do we come together? How do we stand as one? Let's talk about it. Coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 